Hello, and welcome to Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and this is episode number 31, How Your Thoughts Control Your Day. Welcome to E2E podcast if you've never been here before, and for all of my faithful listeners, welcome back. I would love if you would go to iTunes, just pause this podcast and go over there and leave me a review. Maybe you can just hit the five stars or if you have a few minutes leaving a comment, it really, really helps me and it helps other teachers find this podcast. I have to thank all of you. We are on fire right now. Our numbers are just growing and growing and growing and it really warms my heart. So thank you so much. I'm glad this podcast is helping some of you. I'm still having mic issues. I apologize if the sound isn't exactly as you wish it would be. I think most of you don't care that I kind of sound like I'm recording in a small bathroom right now, but I really feel the content and getting the content out to you is more important than having perfect sound quality on this podcast. So thanks for your patience there. Before we dive into this topic today, so I am taking a little bit of a twist and turn on E2E podcast this season. I am spending three months focusing in on teacher career, and we're going to have this really cool career focus. So how you can find your happiness in your day-to-day life as a teacher, and then also any of you that are interested in making shifts and changes in your career, we're providing tons of information for you. So I've been doing a lot of career advice on people that may be like interviewing or looking for other opportunities, so I wanted to go back to my roots today and talk a little bit about how to stay happy in the classroom while you're teaching. Recently, I was introduced to the mood meter. And if you've never seen the mood meter, Google it. It's really cool. And I'm actually thinking about doing a teacher mood meter challenge coming this spring. So if you would be interested in joining me on that, send me a quick note uh, on my website, educatorseducators.com or on Instagram. Uh, I thought it'd be fun for all of us to kind of track our moods and how we shift our moods through our thinking and then affect our our feelings and our mood throughout the day. So if you're interested in that, it's something I've had on my mind. I would love to hear if that's something you'd like to join me for, of of course, totally free. So recently I was introduced to this mood meter and it really got me thinking about my own personal mood. Now, I'm also obsessed with strengths finder and one of my strengths is positivity. So in general, even through everything I have been through in my life, I tend to be a pretty positive person who looks on the bright side, but that doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. I am blessed with knowing how to handle low days or low periods by shifting my mood and thinking about the way I talk to myself. I think tuning into the conversation that you have with yourself, especially when you're feeling low, and learning the skills of how to shift your mood when you need to is so, so essential. So let's talk a little bit about our feelings. As teachers, we are constantly giving, 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 and outputting our energy and our mind and our soul and our creative thoughts to others, to other teachers, to parents, and especially to our students, right? So we're giving, we're outputting all this energy, and we're taking in other people's energy, right? We're taking in the highs of a student being so excited about something, and we're taking in the lows of having bad days. So we're also not only giving our energy and giving our energy and giving our energy, we're taking it in. And so I think that that can make for a really interesting conversation constantly going on in our head. We all know that feeling of like dropping our students off for 
a specials class or whatever you guys call it there in your arts class, your music class. Um, and you come back to your classroom and you just sit at your desk and you're like, oh, calm and quiet. And our brain is just like loving this space and the silence and the white space, right? And it's hard because we are thinking and acting so fast to really be in tune with our feelings. So I know we've all had those moments in our classroom where the kids are driving you up the wall or a kid that you've been working on, you know, helping them make great choices makes a bad choice. And like, you have to almost turn around and like take a couple deep breaths so that you don't say something you regret. If you've never been there before, I want to meet you. You are a saint, but I had many of those moments. And so those things can wear us down. So let's start thinking about our feelings. So let's pretend that you're driving to work right now and you are feeling down, maybe a little depressed. Um, And you're thinking in your mind, I don't want to go to work today. How many days till the next break? I'm I'm bored. I I just don't want to go. And you're just having this conversation in your head that is all about all the things that you don't want to be doing that day. Maybe you don't want to see a coworker. Maybe you're bored and you're just like over it. So if you're having that conversation in your head, whether you realize it or not, those thoughts are going to manifest themselves into feelings. Your thoughts and your feelings are directly connected to one another. And so if you're saying like, I don't want to see Sally at school, like, oh, she's really getting on my nerves and oh, the kids are on my nerves and I just don't want to go to work. Naturally, how are you going to feel? You're going to feel down. You're going to feel depressed. You're probably going to feel pretty unmotivated when you walk in those classroom doors. You're going to feel kind of lazy. You might feel trapped or stuck. And if you're feeling that way, what are your actions going to look like? That could turn into a lack of action. You might snap at your kids when that's not who you really want to be. You could take things personally or the wrong way. Or maybe you just like go back to your classroom on a break. And instead of being efficient and cleaning your room and grading papers so that you can go home early, you kind of just sit there and tool around on social media or try to find something that's going to make you feel better. And so what are the results of that action? Over time, as you have these feelings and then as you have those thoughts and those kind of negative thoughts turn into feelings of depression or laziness or sadness, and then those actions turn into actions that you wouldn't normally want to take, over time, the results of that can be that you start to lose relationships with people in your building that love and care about you but can't really handle that negativity anymore. Or your days start to feel really, really long. And the next thing you know, you know, a whole month has passed and you felt kind of blah. Or you start getting behind. And because you're not having the same energy you would normally have and you're getting behind on paperwork or grading or lesson planning, and then it just snowballs into a place that you feel like you can't, you don't even know where to start. And you start to live in this place where you feel like your days are like, what kind of a life is this? Like, I just feel miserable every day. And so uh, I want you to start thinking about your thoughts. So I know that sounds kind of weird, but I really believe, and, and many life coaches believe, that when you are having a conversation in your head that is negative or 
putting yourself down or kind of just in this negative place, it manifests itself into results through your thinking to your feeling to your actions and to your results. So if you're getting these same results over and over, I want you to pull back and start really paying attention to the conversation that's going on in your head. So let's talk about that morning. Can you flip your mindset? Can you dig deep into the why? Why don't you want to go to work? Why are you feeling unfulfilled? Why are you feeling bored? Or why is that coworker bugging you? Go back to the episode, I think it was episode number 28, in which we're talking about competition in the workplace. Someone trying to compete with you and it's bothering you is someone, you know, do you need to have a conversation with someone that's making you feel down? I want you to dig deep and think about why are you having that type of conversation in your head and how could you start to flip that conversation on your way to work? Now, maybe everyone has bad days. Everyone has bad days. But even for me now, when I'm having bad days or I'm not feeling good or I'm not feeling motivated about, I know that if I start to change the dialogue in my head to a more positive dialogue, it will eventually get me into the feeling of a happier state. And then my actions are going to be happier and my results are going to be more productive. So let's say you are going to work and you're like, I just don't want to go to work today. Like, Kids are driving me nuts yesterday. My classroom's a mess. I have all that paperwork to do. Could you flip it if you notice it? That's the key. You have to realize that you're having this conversation. And could you flip it into something more like, you know what? I'm feeling really, really tired today. It's making me feel a little unmotivated. What could I do in my classroom today that would actually make me feel better? Like, I just am not feeling it. How, what could I do to make it better? Well, maybe if I kind of scrapped my morning work lesson plans and had the kids, what if we had like a day where we just cleaned out the classroom and you know what? Yeah, I'm going to be off with my lesson plans for a day. Maybe I just need to shake things up. You know what? I think I will. I think that would make me happy. Okay. So you're feeling as you flip your thinking and you start to be more of a problem solver, your emotions are automatically going to lift. What things do you have control over that you can now take action on to make you feel better? So this cleaning of the room thing is is just an example. But by doing that, you are going to go to school. The kids are probably going to love shaking things up. You're going to put some music on. You're going to say, we're going to reorganize the room for an hour this morning. I need that. You need that. And the next thing you know, the kids' energy of happiness and wanting to do that, that's going to make you feel better. And you're automatically going to feel better because you flipped that negative mindset to a positive place. And now you're taking a positive action. And the results are you didn't yell at your kids all morning. You got your room cleaned up. Something productive happened and you've bonded with your students. So that's just one example. But for me, I know that I use this a lot. You know, I work alone and I'm an extroverted person, but I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, I, I work with contractors and a and a graphic designer, and I have a team, but for the most part, I am alone all day. And so I really pay attention when my eyes open in the morning. I say things to myself like, I am so blessed that I get to do my dream job every day and be creative. And you know what? There is that one task, usually it's like an accounting task that I have to do, like sort my receipts or something, but it's like, oh, 
I don't really want to do, if I start thinking, gosh, I really don't want to do that accounting stuff today. I flip my mindset to, man, I am really blessed. I'm alive. I have my own business. I'm in control of my life. I need to make this positive and fun. And then I spin that and it automatically, as soon as I open my eyes in the morning, I start to flip any negative feeling I have into a positive or any negative thought I have into a positive thought that then automatically makes me have better feelings. Now, I want to say I am not a licensed life coach. I am not a doctor. I am not a psychologist. But these are things that I use to really help me flip my mood and be just more aware of that conversation that's going on in my head every day. And it really has had huge impact on my mood and my life. And so I just wanted to share that out with all of you that are maybe struggling a little bit. Teaching is a hard, 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 hard job. I did it for 10 years, I know. So I just wanted to share out a little insight of how your thoughts could really control and change your day. So if any of you do this and it works for you, I want to hear from you. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell me how it works for you. Tell me how it's changed your day and tell me when it didn't work for you. Instagram message me, post something on Instagram about it, or, you know, email me, carrie at ccincg.com. That's a long email address. You can also find a way to get in touch with me at educators to educators.com. So friends, I hope you all have an incredible day. If you're listening to this in the morning, I hope you dig deep and, you know, find out what's bugging you and try to flip that mindset. And I hope to join us next week for episode number 32 and 33, where I'm going to talk about cover letter tips if you're writing a cover letter for a new job and resume tips if you're writing a resume for a new job. And just a last minute reminder that Teacher Career Conference is two weeks long. It's virtual, March 22nd. Go find those tickets at educatorstoeducators.com. That's it for this week. Until next time, my friends, keep on teaching on.